before we begin, since this is Aunt Bethany's 80th Christmas, I think she should lead us in the saying of grace. Oh, oh great. Oh. What, dear? Grace! Grace! She passed away 30 years ago. They want you to say grace. The blessing. Dear Lord, baby Jesus, or as our brothers to the south call you, Jesus, we thank you so much for this bountiful harvest of Domino's, KFC, and the always delicious Taco Bell. Oh, dear God, thank you. You are such a good God to us, a, a kind and gentle and accommodating God. Dear Lord Baby Jesus, we also thank you for my wife's father, Chip. We hope that you can use your Baby Jesus powers to heal him and his horrible leg. And it smells terrible and the dogs are always mm. bothering with it. Mm. And we thank you, oh sweet, sweet Lord of hosts, for the smorgasbord you have so aptly lain at our table this day and each day by day day by day by day oh dear lord three things we pray day by day by day amen amen I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands. One nation indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Amen. 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 <laughs> Good morning, everyone. How we doing? Good morning. You braved the fair, the fair traffic. Congratulations. I'm a, I don't know, I'm, a, I'm the worst. I'm like a, I'm like a grumpy cur, curmudgeon-y Puyallupin who hates the fair. You know, it ruins my traffic and driving, all the fun everyone's having. It's just, uh, so anyways, um, thank you for being here. Um, my name's Michael, I'm the worship, creative arts worship pastor here, and I get to help kick off our new series called 21 Days of Prayer starting today. And um, I'm really excited about it. Uh, there's who has experienced people that pray like that I mean, it's funny I laugh but like I have people in my life sometimes super normal and then it's like prayer time and it's like benevolent God of above the heavens of the earth before bewitched betrothed thee and I'm like I don't even know what you're saying does everyone relate with that what I'm actually if we if you could we'll pull up our Bibles here really really quick um oh. Sorry, close that speaker. Uh, Matthew 6, 7 through 8 says this. It says, And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like the pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. I just think that's, that's encouraging to, to me that like, it's okay to pray short, and it's okay to just have, be conversational. Use words you normally use. That's, that's kind of how I pray. Um, also, I was thinking about prayer. Who's had this experience? You ever praying in a, in a group and it's going around and you, you know you're next and you're just thinking, you're thinking like, how do I pray something more profound than the person before me? I do that. I do that at times. And then, 
And then if theirs is really good and you can't think of anything, you just go, you know, dear Lord, we just, I just echo their prayer. <laughs> I echo what they prayed. You know, and then the next person, I just, I echo his echo of the prayer. Yeah, that's, um, I, am, I am like that at, at times. You know, what's funny though is when, when Jesus prayed, a lot of the times it was really short. You know, when he would heal someone who was sick, he would say, walk or see or not your will, but my will be done. And it's okay to pray short prayers. Um, I don't know what your... Uh, I don't know what your relationship with prayer is like. Maybe you have a vibrant prayer life. Maybe you're a prayer warrior. Maybe you pray every day or multiple times a day. Or maybe you've never prayed, ever. Um, or prayer is like a cosmic slot machine for you. Like if you're going into an interview, it's like, well, I'll throw up a wish me luck, you know, and hope things go good. Or, or it's the last resort, right? Like something really bad's happened if you're praying. And, and it turns into like a negotiation. Like if you just make this better, I'll go to church every Sunday. I'll stop watching football. I'll watch less Kardashians. I'll start a Beth Moore Bible study. Like, you know, all the things. Um, I don't know what your relationship is. I think for, for many of us, I think we probably feel uh, like we're not equipped to pray. We don't know how to pray. Uh, or maybe if we did try praying, I don't even know if God, A, would hear me, uh, is listening. And definitely with some of the decisions I've made, there's no way he's going to answer me. Um, and so I, I want to do this morning. I want to, today's sermon is going to be really practical. Um, I'm just going to get real honest and share a little bit about like what prayer looks like in my life. And my goal is to hopefully demystify prayer a little bit. Does that sound good? Everyone? All right. Well, let's start off by praying, shall we? Uh, Lord, we love you, and I just pray that this morning, God, you would, um, you would just help us all to, to get rid of some of the stigma around prayer, that you'd make it easy for us to, to talk with you, to hear your voice, um, that we would, we would hear your voice clearly, God, um, and that we'd be a church that prays. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, guys, I thought I'd start out by uh, telling you the meaning of life. How's that sound? You came to church today, you get to hear the meaning of life. Uh, at least according to Michael Rabb. Uh, to me, the meaning of life and the purpose of life is relationship. I think it's the purpose of life. I think the reason we were created in the first place was to have relationship with God. Um, I think that you know, sin gets in the way and we have our, our brokenness and it fractures things and God came into our world and died and rose again so that we could have relationship with him and each other. The golden rule, love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. It really comes down to relationship and yet, sometimes that's the one thing we don't do in our, in our Christian walk, in our spiritual life. You know, we, we'll come to church, we'll go to community group, we'll serve, we'll do something and we just forget to spend time with God. We forget to have relationship with God. And there are different ways we have relationship with God, right? Like we have relationship, coming to church is one way we interact with God, um, singing worship songs, reading our Bibles, uh, being out in nature, like you know, in the mountains, a lot of times that's where people feel like I feel close to God. Um, and then praying. Praying is one of the main ways that we spend time with God. Um, and that's what I want to talk about this morning is prayer. Oh, and I want to point out, before I move on, there's seasons for those things too. I think sometimes that we get this mindset that our, our lives, and I mean, ideally, this would be great, but our lives are supposed to be like this perfect balance of like, I'm, I'm studying this scripture and I spend this much time in prayer and I go to church every day and I do all, the, like we have this balanced life, but the reality, at least in my life, 
is there are seasons where maybe you know I'm really digging into to the Bible a lot and I'm digging deep in scripture and then there's other seasons where it's crazy and my daughter's nuts and she's up early and I'm finding moments to pray throughout the day and that's what that looks like. And you know one of the things too, I didn't share this the first service, I'm the worship guy, right? I don't listen to a lot of worship music, if I'm honest. I just don't. I listen to Bon Iver and different albums that I really like. And recently, I put together a playlist of just some of the new worship songs coming out and just chose to listen to that when I was driving instead of you know, whatever I normally listen to. And it's been really good for me. It's been like the special time that I've got to spend with the Lord uh, just when I'm driving around. And I don't always do that. So it comes in seasons. So it's not all the time. Um, my wife, Kenny... Her love language is quality time. And I've learned a lot about what that means and doesn't mean. Uh, My love language is like words of affirmation. I'm like addicted to being productive and getting stuff done. I I love productivity, it's awesome. And quality time to Kenny does not mean doing errands together. It does not mean sitting and watching Netflix. It means sitting together and doing nothing. <laughs> it is so hard for me to do nothing. I'm learning the art of doing nothing, but it is still hard. Uh, and I really think that one of God's main love languages is quality time. He wants to spend time with us. How are we spending time with God during the week? I think that's a good question to ask. Um, also, I should point out, I don't preach very often, and I forgot to make notes. Uh, for those of you who are note takers, we printed off blank notes. I call them choose your own adventure notes. You can take notes whenever you want. You can make them up as you go along. Um, if I did have a note, that might have, might have been one of them. One of God's main love languages is quality time, if you wanted to write that down. But you can choose your own adventure. Um, time can be hard to, hard, hard to find. I'm, I'm not a morning person. I don't know, is there anyone here who's not a morning person? Yes, we're not alone. I, uh, when I was in college, because I, we get this picture of like, you know, you pray first thing in the morning, it's this like, it's this special time. And so I, I was this time when I was growing up and I was going to college uh, that I lived in Enumclaw and I was going to Pierce College. I would get up at 4.30 and I would drive to Bethany Baptist Church, which is up on the hill. I used to work there. And there was this weird old prayer room with like a stained glass window and like weird like kneeling sofas. I wasn't sure how to use them. And I would go there every morning. I did this for like, I did it for a month. And I would, I'd get there early and sit down and I would take a nice nap for about an hour. And I'd wake up and go, hey man. And I'd head to school with a headache, you know, because tired headaches. It just didn't work for me. I, I tried it. I did it for like a month and I just would fall asleep. It's the way it works. But we have this picture, at least I have this picture in my head of like prayer time. You're like, you're up early. The sun's not up. You have like a cup of coffee, like Enya's playing in the background, right? Like I think we have some, some photos. Yeah, your, your coffee mug says joy, you know? Uh, you have the nice sunlight coming through the window. It's just awesome. Or maybe you have a little motivational thing and a succulent and your candle. You know, it's just great. It's a special time. I just want to give you guys a little example of what my morning looks like at 545. This is my morning at 545. That is actual footage of my daughter the other morning at 5.45. Let's watch it again. As a musician, I'm happy she's got a good set of lungs, but right now it's awful. Oh, it's a one way to wake up. 
So that's not working for me. I'm, I don't get this nice, calm morning thing. And there's probably many of you who are parents who can relate to that. It's just not a reality. So you have to get creative. And for me, I do a lot of praying in the shower. I do a lot of praying in my car. I do a lot of praying on walks, in the bathroom. Like where there's little moments that I'm not interrupted, I take time to just turn off the radio sometimes and say, I'm just going gonna, gonna to pray. And uh, we have to get creative with that. There's this verse, First uh, Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, uh, always be joyful, never stop praying, be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. Some translations uh, translate the never stop praying as pray without ceasing. And I remember growing up reading that like, you're supposed to nonstop pray? Like, how does that work? For me, I think it looks like finding the moments in your day and inviting God to be part of them. And it doesn't, it doesn't have to be long. It can be just quick, right? Like a quick prayer. Um, and I think that's, that's important to point out. This might sound like really basic, but it depends on your background. Like if you come from a Catholic background or a very traditional background, there are specific pray, prayers we pray or you pray the Lord's Prayer you know, together. Or, but prayer, it's just talking to God. That's all it is, it's talking. When I pray, it's very conversational. I pray out loud in my car sometimes. Like I kind of have this like quiet whisper voice. I'll be driving and, and I'll just be like, you know, God, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm nervous for my sermon on Sunday. Like I really hope I don't just like babble on and don't make sense. You know, I just talk like that. Like that's how I talk to God, you know. Um, you know, man, living getting up this morning was a lot. Like give me patience today so I can be a, a, a good dad. Dad, help me to have energy. You know, I'm just ta- it's just talking. Um, and some of you might need to hear that. Like you don't have to pray as magic words, and and you don't have to pray long. It's not like if you don't pray a certain length, it doesn't doesn't register. You know, on God's prayer radar. You know, well this person's praying really long, so you have to at least get to their level before it registers. You know, no, it can be short. Um, and sometimes I'll pray with my thoughts. I know this is, I'm just trying to think of how I pray. And sometimes I don't even talk out loud. It's just my thoughts, right? Like you're just thinking. And sometimes prayer is just inviting God into our thoughts. And as we're thinking through things, you know, God, what do you, what do you think about this? You know, am, I, am I missing something? Uh, what do you want me to see that's not, that I'm not seeing right now? Or whatever. It's just inviting God into our thoughts. Like I said, some of this might seem basic, but it's just, it's just I want to be, I want to demystify this idea for people. Um, prayer is for everyone. It's not just like a pastor thing. Like, oh, well, if I, if I want God to hear me, I got to go have, you know, the pastor pray for me because he gets this direct line, you know, because he's pastory, so God gives him extra pastor points. That's not a thing. Prayer is for everyone. We all have the same access to God. He's with us all the time. He wants to have a relationship with us. Um, I'm going to read the most famous prayer of all time. This is the Lord's Prayer. Uh, it shows up in multiple Gospels. You could preach multiple sermons on this. I could spend the rest of the sermon talking about it, but I'm just going to make one observation on it. Um, So I'm not trying to do this verse. I'm not doing this verse justice, but I want to just make an observation. But let's read it really quick. This is in Matthew 6, 9 through 14. It says, This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, the observation I want to make is 
It's just, it's an invitation for God to enter our world and for us to see the world the way that God sees it, right? It's, just, it's inviting God into our life. If, if you're a Christian, if you've asked God into your life, his spirit is always with us. He's always there to spend time with us. It's us that don't take the time to recognize or spend time. But when we invite God into our life, we become aware of what he's doing and he enters our world. Um, and he's excited to do that. I just think that's kind of, that's kind of the whole point. Um, prayer isn't just asking for things. Uh, prayer isn't just talking at God. It's talking with God. That's a good note if you're taking notes. Um, it requires hearing from God. This is another thing that's for everyone. This isn't a pastor thing or a priest thing that we get this extra access to hear God. We all have the ability to hear God and I want to take some time and talk about this. This is something that has been really, it was confusing to me for a long time. You hear different pastors. How many of you guys have heard pastors or religious spiritual people say like, you know, God spoke to me or God gave me a word or I hear, you know, God is speaking to me. Yeah, and, and you're like, wow, I don't, know if, I don't know if that's happened to me, like audibly, like what? So I've got, I've got, a, fun, I've got a fun story. Um, I was dating my wife, Kenny, and I was trying to decide, you know, should I marry her or not? And, and I was in, working at a coffee shop, and I had my Bible open. No, it was empty. No one was there. And I just kind of prayed. I was like, God, uh, um, I, I love this girl, Kenny. I'm just not sure what I should do. Should I move forward? Should I marry her? Should I not? And this couple walks in the door from the back of the coffee shop and goes, uh, we're here. And I go, hi, welcome to Fox Hollow. And they said, no, we're here from the Lord. Is there something you want, but you're not sure it's what he has for your life? And I'm like, huh? <laughs> I have no idea who these people are. I'm just like, what? So I spill my guts to these complete strangers because they obviously you know, hear from God. <laughs> and I, I don't know who they are. And, and basically at the end, they said, well, that, that, sounds, that sounds great. You know, as long as, as long as God's spoken to you about it, you know, and you've, you've heard his voice on it. And I was like, now what do you mean, like, heard his voice? They're like, you know, like his voice, like his audible voice, as long as God has audibly spoken to you. And I was like, I don't think I've ever heard that. And now I'm 21 years old, and I'm working in ministry, and I'm just like, maybe I don't even know God. Like, I had this, like, ex like midlife faith crisis uh, thing happen. And so what I did is I, I drove my car out to the Green River, and I found some random patch of river, and I just sat there. And I was like, all right, I'm, uh, I'm going to hear God's voice. So I just sat, and uh, it started to sprinkle a little bit. So there was, like, a raindrop that, like, hit the water, and, and it rippled. And I was like, okay, my choices have ripple effects. This is great. Rippling. This is a, I'm, I'm being honest, guys. This, really, this is a true story. This bird like flew over about a half hour later. And I was like, okay, I need perspective on the ripple effects of my life. And, I'm in May, and about two and a half hours later, I was like, this is stupid. And I left and I was so mad. And what I've come to realize is that like, I, I hear God's voice. He speaks to me. Um, and I'm going to do my best to describe what that's like for me. Because I think sometimes it, it can be this, like, I don't know, what does that mean to hear God's voice? Some people, some people say that they actually hear God's audible voice. I'm talking to my grandpa about it. He said one time, only once, he said he thought God said something and he literally turned around to like, see if somebody was there. It's crazy. I have not had that experience. If you have that experience, it means God turned on the audio. You should pay attention. Okay? But uh, for me, it's like a thought enters my mind. 
Sometimes it's a thought that sounds like me, like I would just, this sounds like a normal thought I would think. And sometimes it's like, why would I think that thought? Where did that thought come from? 50% of the time it's God, 50% of the time it's a sandwich I ate. I'm just being honest. Like, it's not this thing for me that's like, that was clearly God. There have been two, oops, sorry, I keep hitting my mic. There's been two moments in my life where I feel like God specifically said something. And only been two. One moment was uh, I was about to go into a really hard conversation. I didn't know it. And I felt like God put this thought in my head. This person's going to tell you something really hard. And it's going to be difficult. And it was like I got like a warning. I don't know. It was like a weird thought. Don't know where it came from. Sure enough, that's what happened. Um, and, and one time was something different. But I only had two moments like that. Normally, it's just like this little thought. And it could be something. It could not be something. I don't know. Uh, recently, I was... I was uh, there's a guy on our team here at church who is a good buddy of mine, and, and he's just been killing it. He's been serving, um, doing a lot of work at the church, and he's just been, he's newly married, he's just doing an awesome job being a husband and with his work, and I've just noticed it. And I keep thinking, like, I need to just let him know he's doing a good job. Like, I need to encourage him. But I think about it at, like, midnight. So it's, like, the middle of the night, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll text him later, and I forget. Well, I'm driving in my car, I'm listening to a podcast, and this thought enters my mind, like, I need, to, I need to remember to encourage this, this guy. So I said, oh, I'm going to do it right now. So I just turned off the podcast. I called him up. said, hey, I just Michael, I'm just calling to let you know. I just think you're doing an awesome job. Like, I've just been really proud of you, and you're killing it with this and with that, and yada, yada. And, and he, he goes, you know, oh, okay, thanks, Michael, you know. And I hung up, and I was like, well, that was weird. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Was, whatever. <laughs> Three days later, he comes to me, and he goes, you have no idea the timing of that phone call. He said, I, I got the phone, I cried for an hour and a half. He goes, it was, I was in a fight with my wife, it was about something specific that you literally talked exactly about, that was straight from the Lord. I just think that's awesome. I, w- I, I wasn't being uber spiritual, I wasn't like, God gave me a word for you. <laughs> you know, it was just an encouragement, but God used me to speak to him, which is awesome. And guys, God is saying things like this to all of us all the time. Are we listening? And then, here's your next note. Are we being obedient? Because I think that one of God's other biggest love language is obedience. And the only way to figure out if it's God or a sandwich you ate is to act on it and see. And you don't have to be weird about it. That's the thing. I don't know, um, some, you know, we have different backgrounds. Some of us have more charismatic church backgrounds. Maybe God gives you pictures or different things and you're more comfortable with that. I'm always really uncomfortable around like people who are super spiritual. It makes me uncomfortable and uh, you don't have to be. It's, God speaks to each of us differently. And that's just my story. So if, if you're that way, I'm not critiquing it. I'm just saying the way that I hear God's voice is like this. Um, also, one of the other ways, this is a, do you guys ever come to church and you feel like, holy smokes, like that sermon was specifically for me. Like how did they know what I was going through? It's not God's voice, it's the Whitewater app. It listens, it listens. We're always listening, we're listening. Scott goes through them every week and picks the top things and then we, we gear sermons towards specific people every week. No, we don't do that, that's a joke. That's God speaking to you. It's amazing. God can take something that's general and true and make it specific to us and to our hearts. That's God speaking. When, you, when that happens, 
Are we listening? Are we obedient? Do we do something with it? Another way that God speaks to us is through people. Sometimes you pray about something and then somebody else walks up to you and says, you know, I've been thinking about this. Da, 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 and it's exactly what you needed to hear. So God speaks to us all differently in different ways. That's just how I hear God's voice. Um, is, this, is this helpful for people? Okay. I'm hoping this is helpful. Um, the other thing, I was trying to think of what are two, what are two prayers that I pray often? Um, and I think the prayers that I pray most often um, that have been helpful for me over the years is when I'm going into a difficult conversation, which I, I do a lot as a pastor, um, and also just in friendships, like when you have tension in friendships and you're, you know, something's wrong and you're going to go meet and talk, I pray, God, would you go before me in this conversation and would you soften their heart and would you be working in the conversation? It's just something that I've picked up a practice of doing and sure enough, there's been so many times, oh, and would you, would you help me to listen? That's the other part, help me to listen. And there's been so many times where I've entered these conversations I thought were gonna be really bad and messy and I'll just listen and I'll start to see that God's working and all of a sudden like, it's like he went ahead of the conversation and it just went way better than I thought it was going to, you know? Um, that's one of the things. The other thing I, I, I pray a lot, specifically I used to work at the Apple store and uh, it was a season in my life where I knew I really wanted to do ministry. Like I knew I wanted to be, work at a church or I wanted to do music and I'm here selling iPads and I was kind of like, I don't know why I'm here. And uh, I just started praying in the morning. I started praying, God, would you help me see what you're doing around me? It was really simple. And sure enough, like I'd come to work and all of a sudden, you know, someone would come up to me and be like, man, I had a really hard week. And you're like, whoa, really? Okay. And I'd start talking to him. And all of a sudden, I just started to see God was just doing stuff all around me. It completely changed my attitude on work and why I was there and what I was doing. Um, that's just a prayer that I pray a lot. But God, what are you doing in, in, in around me? Help me to see what you're doing. And then in difficult conversations, like go before me, help me to listen. Those are just two prayers that I pray a lot. Um, something you can start trying out, practicing. Um, and then I want to close with this. Uh, prayer also has the power to change us. Who here is familiar with neuroplasticity? Okay. I was like geeking out on this this week. This was super interesting to me. Uh, this, is like Ted, this is like TED Talk time, right? The, uh, but they used to think that the brain you have is just the brain you're stuck with, right? If you have a certain IQ level, that's just where you're at. And if you have these certain habits, you just, you're gonna have them. What they're learning is our brain is always developing. It's creating new neural pathways, all this kind of stuff. You can actually change your IQ, which is crazy. All sorts of stuff. Um, this is a, this is a Dr. Andrew Newberg, director of research at uh, Thomas Jefferson Hospital Medical College in Pennsylvania, author of the book uh, How God Changes Your Brain. Says, the more you focus on something, whether that's math, auto racing, football, or God, the more that becomes your reality. The more it becomes written into the neural neural connections of your brain. It's crazy. Uh, I love this. This is going to be on the screen, too. I had him put it up here. According to Dr. Caroline Leaf, it's been found that 12 minutes of daily focused prayer over an eight-week period can change the brain to such an extent that it can be measured on a brain scan. That's crazy. And check this out. This type of brain increased activity in the brain area. Sorry. This type of prayer increases activity in the brain areas associated with social interactions, compassion, and sensitivity to others. Isn't that interesting? Um, uh, it, 
it also increases frontal lobe activity as focus and intentionality increase. It's wild. You can literally change your brain. This part has nothing to do with the sermon. I just thought it was crazy. I threw it in here. As well as changing the brain, uh, another study implies that intentional prayer can even change physical matter. Researchers found that intentional thought for 30 seconds affected laser light. That's crazy. I know I've got a man bun, but this is science. <laughs> this, is, this is cool stuff. It's pretty cool. Uh, another, speaking of science, another thing that we, we understand is that um, we know it takes 21 days of focused thinking about one thought to form a neuropathway, right? So we're kicking off, like I said, this series, 21 Days of Prayer. And what that looks like is starting next week, I want to invite all of us as a church to together try practicing prayer for 21 days. And we're going to have a little prayer booklet that we hand out that's got little short prayers you can pray each day. Or if that's if you're if you're just driving in the car or the shower or whatever, that's your that's your time. But we want to encourage and challenge all of us as a church to build a new neural pathway in our brain to start practicing having conversations with God. Does this sound 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 good? And I want to I want to uh, put out an extra challenge. As we're moving to this new building here in a, in a couple months, we're moving locations, there's a lot of momentum around that. There's a lot of, uh, it's just, it's exciting. And I really want to, us as a whole church to be praying that God would be bringing people to our church that need to find hope and transformation and belonging. And that we would see growth in our church of people finding Jesus and that he, we would be being prepared for that to happen. I just want us to all, as a church, begin anticipating what God's going to do through this move. I think it's going to be awesome. Um, this week, a challenge for this week would just be to ask yourself, how am I spending time with God during the week? Am I spending time with God during the week? How am I? If I'm not, what are the moments, even if they're just short, between you know, dropping kids off at school, whatever it is, where you can just have a quick conversation with God and start practicing having a relationship with Him, communicating with Him, praying? Um, if there are people in the room, as I'm sure there probably are, who you don't consider yourself a Christian, you don't consider yourself to have a relationship with God, um, maybe you just, you've never thought about it, maybe this is all new to you, uh, maybe there's been things in your life that you've done or things that have been done to you, and you feel like, I'm too broken for God to want to have a relationship with me, I want you to know that God knows. He knows every detail and he loves you all the same. In fact, he wants you to know him so much that he came from heaven to our broken world and he lived on our, in our mess. He was murdered and hung on a cross for our dysfunction, for our selfishness, for our shame, for the things that have been done to us, the things we do to other people. He rose three days later having conquered death so that you and I can have relationship with him and relationship with one another. And you are loved by the God of the universe with a love so profound it confounds angels. You need to know that this morning. And I just, I don't want to move forward without giving an opportunity that if that's you, if you have not started a relationship with God and you think that's something you would like to do, I'm going to pray a prayer really quick. It's simple, right? Simple. It doesn't have to be big words. It's not a magic prayer. It's just a prayer. And I want to invite you to bow your heads. And if that's you, just pray along with me in your thoughts out loud, under your breath, whatever you want. Um, and I, let's, let, let's, let's do that now. Let's bow our heads. God, it's me. I've made a lot of mistakes, and I'm tired of trying to live life on my own. 
I am broken, but you say you love me all the same, even at my worst. You say there's nothing I can do that would make you love me more or less. I ask that you would give me the faith this morning to believe that. I'm choosing to take you at your word and to give you my life the best I know how. Open my eyes to see you and my ears to hear your voice. Thank you for loving me. Amen. Amen. If that was you this morning, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, please come find me or at least write it on your Connect card because we have resources, we have Bibles, we have like a video little thing we could send out that's got like seven days of videos to help you kind of process through some of the questions you might have. I'd love to know and celebrate with you. So if that was you, please do that. Um, We're gonna spend some time with the Lord right now in worship. And you know, worship, the songs we sing, they can be like prayers. And specifically the song we're about to sing is it's a song asking that God would help us to hear his voice. Treat it as a prayer. And, and let's just spend time together as a community worshiping with God. Let's go ahead and stand up with us. Let's worship.